Hi everybody, Craig from Yes Have Some here. And I just wanted to take a minute to tell you all about YHS Podcast on Patreon. You know, you're here for a reason. You either just discovered Yes Have Some or you've been listening for a long time. You like what we do here. And I'm telling you, Patreon is the best way to get a lot more of it. For as little as $5 a month, you can help support YHS, help us keep the lights on, as they say, and you get complete access to our entire archive of bonus audio content. We do multiple bonus episodes a month. Sometimes they're full YHS episodes. Sometimes it's me just rambling about toys. We even have Jacob Walsh doing passages of Stephen King and giving his insight and opinion on all the books he loves with the Jacob Walsh Book Club. I'm telling you, the people that are already a part of it absolutely love it. We have this incredible community. And it's not just the audio episodes. You're going to get access to the exclusive YHS Patreon Discord, as well as our Patreon Instagram. Like, when we go on trips, when we go to Star Wars Celebration, when we go to Dragon Con, when we do all the stuff that YHS is known for, we don't post everything publicly. We have an Instagram page just for Patreon. It has exclusive photos, video, and just content that you're not going to get anywhere else except for on the YHS Instagram for Patreon. So, Abby likes to say, turn the wheel and unlock that vault and get access to all of this incredible YHS content that you've been missing out on. Patreon.com slash yes have some. As little as $5 a month, we have multiple tiers. And I'm telling you, you're not going to be disappointed. Okay, let's get to the show. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend, I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Craig here from Yes Have Some. Welcome to a special mid, let's call it 75% through celebration podcast. Abby's in the bed and as soon as I started talking, she is now slowly making her way into the kitchen. Jake is here. Ryan is with us, but God knows where he is. Godspeed to him this evening. Um, I'll tell you what. We are at Star Wars Celebration. It has been one heck, no, one hell of a weekend. And what's going to happen is once we get back, we're going to have plenty of coverage. And we're going to have a complete breakdown of the entire weekend. We are going to have toy anxiety where we talk about all of our toy pickups. We're going to have recaps of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi and all the stuff you expect from YHS. But we figure, listen, it's a Saturday night. We're tired. We're exhausted. We're waiting on food. I just spent, I think, over $100 on pizza. I don't know how I, I, don't know how I did that. But let, let's check in with my co-hosts. And if it sounds a little weird, we're on a different mic and a you know, an environment we're not normally in. So just mm-hmm. please cut us some slack. And uh, if I stumble on my words, it's because 
I think it's the most tired I've ever been in my life. Uh, Jake is here with me. Jake, Star Wars Celebration, is it kicking your ass like it's kicking mine? My legs hurt more than they ever have in my entire amount of time living on the planet. Um, but it's great. No, it, it, but it is a lot. There, there's constantly things to do. I There's been times over the weekend that I've been, you know, stressed out and annoyed. It's, there, there's just something that I didn't know about Star Wars Celebration really coming in because we didn't do it big time last time we came to this is that you can't get into everything. And odds are you're not going to get into most things. So there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of, I don't know exactly what you call it, but there's things that are happening in the building you're in, and they're amazing things, and you're not there. Yeah, there's definitely that sense of, it, it, I don't think it's quite as bad as like San Diego Comic-Con, which we're going to find out how bad that is later this summer. Um, but I think it's that notion of, uh, de- there are people who do get into like every panel, like the people that are willing to wait for hours and hustle and just, you know, they make panels their business. Like, that's one part of going to the convention. But then, like, we're a little, like, our main motivators are clearly, like, shopping, toy hunting, autographs, photo ops. Um, and that's a little bit di- – and vlogging. You know, that's a little bit different. Like, and you see it. You see the people who, like – Abby, I, I was wondering, there's like different archetypes that go to these conventions. So there's like, there's a specific type of person, like you can tell. It's like usually like, it's like a couple, one with a backpack, maybe like a thermos, like a utility belt. Like they, and they are just on the ground hitting panels all day. I don't have it in me because I can't even figure out like how to get into things. I'm like, I don't know. We'll just. There's like 50,000 people at the Obi-Wan screening. Everybody we know is there except for us. I don't know what happened. Abby, how's your weekend going? Um, I mean, I <clears throat> I don't think there's like a, a anyone who can actually like do everything at once because we're not omnipotent and omnipresent. <laughs> That's impossible. And the, the idea of <clears throat> things happening simultaneously, um, like while – while you're in line for buying one thing, it could just be a coffee, like five really amazing things will happen all, all at once that you'll see on your phone um, in the playback. And basically you just have to be happy about wherever you are and um, enjoy what it is, whatever it is you get, like the luck of the draw kind of a thing. Well, we were lucky today because we posted up near the Star Wars like live celebration stage, which to get kind of like the convention center is huge and it's divided into these different portions. But the biggest room is where they have the, you know, the star wars.com streaming stage and they have all these great guests and that's right next to the photo op. So we were posted up there today. We got to see Rosario Dawson. We got to see Ewan McGregor. We got to see, and Jay, <laughs> I know this affected you. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, yeah. Moff Gideon himself came out, and I think he maybe converted you to some sort of religion, or what happened there? I'm hoping that I find out he's got a cult somewhere, because I'll join it. He, oh, I don't know, there was something, um, I think I've never really seen any um, interviews with him before, or seen him in any capacity other than watching him in shows. So he he came out, and he was just like 
unnaturally positive and he kept you know the interviewer would ask him a question and he would just turn everything into some sort of deep meaningful thing and i posted a lot of these on our on our patreon instagram so they're they're out there if anybody wants to see them but he i don't know man it was like it was it was nice to see and it was nice to hear him talk about how much he loves star wars and that was kind of our day was sitting in that room and, and watching that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that the biblical term for that is a benediction. It's like when you give people a hope at the end of the sermon kind of a thing. Um, and Rebellions I f- are built on hope. Yeah, I feel, like, I, think, I feel like his focus is probably so much on those positive things that that's just what, what radiates out. But it was really cool to be able to see him talking live. And what you were saying, though, about the celebration stage, I feel like it's kind of like being at um, TRL or like if, you're, yeah. if, it's, if it's MTV Spring Break, you're at like on the porch. Yep. Dave you Holmes no idea is who's there. going to come out. Exactly. Well, the Backstreet Boys are here. This is crazy. Yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. There's a chance you'll get on camera. There's a chance you'll get a free T-shirt or like a, a keychain. We got to talk about this. There is something deep within the human psyche. You can be well off. You can have money. You can have the fanciest car in the world. You can have a mansion. You can have all of the uh, physical things that a human being would want need that would you know signify success in our culture you get somebody on stage waving around the possibility of a free t-shirt <laughs> human beings turn it's it's they're not even good t-shirts mm-hmm. they're bad they're not even yeah. good looking t-shirts but you want it yeah you see the like semi celebrity from like the the it's the movies <laughs> thing and he's waving his arms around trying to get a t-shirt <laughs> it looks like a Morton Joe like teasing water in Mad Max. And even like Abby, I've got this great video of Abby just like, no, Abby, like, we're all tired, we're all run down, it's a long weekend. And all of a sudden, Abby just becomes alive with passion. Clapping. Yes! I want a shirt! I want a stress ball! People that like are so far out, not even near the stage, suddenly have their arms up. Now, Today, you guys missed this part because you guys were in line for Carl Weathers, and I hung out by the stage, and the guy who was throwing out the stress balls, he there was a really funny moment where somebody was holding their like helmet up, their cosplay helmet, and he was like, oh, we're going to make the helmet, and he threw it. And it would have went in, but this person right in front of them grabbed it. And everybody booed that person. Oh, I heard that. I but then, what the booing But was. then he went around and he said, put your helmets up. And then he just started trying to catch yeah. helmets. It was great. Yeah, it's cool. It. But that stage is really cool. It's really fun to be there because even if you – there was big panel. Like a lot of big stuff has happened this weekend. They oh. debuted teaser footage from uh, season three of The Mandalorian – they had a teaser from Ahsoka, which just started filming. They had the first trailer for Andor. They debuted the first episode of Tales of the, yeah, Jedi. Tales of the Jedi. Or is it from? Tales of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to get that FOMO. But then you're like, I'm in line to get Ewan McGregor's autograph. Yeah. Or I'm finally eating food for the first time today. It's not so <laughs> yeah. bad. Or I'm finally getting getting to go to the bathroom <laughs> well that human stuff well that's the thing that i think is the best about that stage because you know we had not done 
really any panels and you keep seeing like, oh, cool. Well, Hayden Christensen and, and Ewan McGregor showed up at that panel and we didn't go to that panel or we didn't get into this panel. But then you're just in this random room doing something else. And we were in there. I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday. And Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen walked out and they're there. And then today the same thing happened. Like you're not expecting it because you're in there for something else. And it's like Hasbro's up there doing their thing. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, unannounced. Here's Ewan McGregor. He just walks out on stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then today Rosario Dawson, like it was incredible to see somebody that we definitely didn't have an opportunity to go and see on like the main stage in, in a big hall. Um, and I mean, she was not announced. Yeah. She just showed up. No, it was yeah, weird. It Rosario. Had a really good conversation. Like, I right thought it was on. funny when Rosario walked up on stage, got the microphone, looked at the crowd, and said, You never go ass to mouth. And the whole crowd <laughs> went crazy. Yeah. It was amazing. I loved that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I and I think, you know, we, we do a lot of conventions. We do Dragon Con every year. We do, you know, we've been to MegaCon and Spooky Empire and all, all sorts of stuff. So you kind of know, like, you kind of know how these things work. But, like, at some point, you do take a step back and look around and go, this is all Star Wars. This is everything you want out of a convention. But it's for one, this one thing that's so important to us that we all love so much that brings us to tears multiple times a week. Uh, and no matter what your experience is at the con, like it's a special week, you know, Obi-Wan released this week. They did the world premiere here. This is celebration with this was supposed to happen in 2020. It's been years delayed and there's all of the, the angst coming out of the pandemic and just wanting to be doing normal things to get together again. And like this weekend has felt like this has been as close to like, quote unquote, back to normal for an event that, you know, and yeah, there was mask mandates kind of. that kind of were abandoned. Uh, how do you, what are your, like, I don't want to get, we don't need to get super detailed into any one aspect, but just like overall thoughts, like what have your impressions been of, uh, of the weekend? Like, is it matching? Is it exceeding? Like what, actually, what were you, were you expecting something that you have or have not got? I don't know that I was expecting something that hasn't happened or whatever, but I mean, it, it kind of exceeds my expectations because you talking about all those conventions that we just went to. There's one thing that's different about all of them with Star Wars Celebration is that guests that are not announced, there are no guests. Like when you go to Megacon or anywhere else, all the guests are announced ahead of time. You don't show up to Megacon and then you're like, oh, cool. Warwick Davis and Harrison Ford are here. Star Wars Celebration is like that. Like, John Williams was here. Harrison Ford was here. Like, a, there's a ton of big-name Star Wars people the that are just showing up. And it's like, we saw a picture earlier of a panel, and it had um, uh, uh, the Mandal... What's his name? The Mandalorian on it. Pedro? And we were like, w- we're like, Pedro's here? Just everybody shows up. So that's a really cool, fun, I think... Uh, thing for for star wars celebration that you you just don't get that anywhere else yeah i think the thing that stands out the most about this um year in contrast to the year that we went um is just the enormity of it honestly like just the the sheer amount of people i think that they have it pretty balanced and spread out um 
efficiently, like over um, a lot of different space. So you don't feel it quite as much, but this is a lot bigger than I anticipated it being. And especially having Dragon Con being our last convention, like the last reference point, um, this is really almost intimidating to me to like, um, to, I don't, I'm, I'm impressed with the efficiency and how they've like moved people through lines and such, but it's a much bigger thing than I ever thought it could be. Yeah. Major shout out to, uh, official picks who are operating the photo ops and autographs. Like it's, it's about as smooth as it could be for such a large operation with such big guests. I mean, like Abby and I, we got Carl Weathers photo op today. Like, you know, we're in and out in 15, 20 minutes. We did the UN stuff yesterday. It was efficient and fast. And yeah, would it be great if you if if nine thousand people each got a brief, you know, forty five second conversation with you and McGregor and a personalized autograph? Sure, that would be great. But that but that would make everybody else slow down and like have a terrible experience. We've we've seen that happen like at different conventions. Well. You know, Chatty you, you, you get a little bummed out when, when you don't get that kind of thing. But when we when you and McGregor came on stage at the, the live panel today, um, he wasn't out there very long. I recorded the whole thing. I'm going to upload it to Patreon. But he the way he talked to the crowd seemed very genuine. And it was very much like, hey, he you know, he said that uh, he had no idea what what conventions were like. He'd never been to one. He's never really known what the star Wars, uh, you know, fandom was like. He, he did not realize so many people really liked the prequels and all that kind of stuff. And he was clearly moved by it. And he was like, Hey, I'll be here next year. Like, he's like, I'm coming back to this. And I, and I think that makes up for the kind of like, Oh, I didn't get to say hi to you while you were signing my autograph you know what i mean yeah i mean i i don't remember if we did abby when we did our photo up do you say anything maybe just hello like just a nice hello and eye contact like, or like a, i like to think there was an intent for more conversation that's more than i got from anthony daniels <laughs> oh yeah tell us about the anthony daniels photo. well let me i'll set it up i okay so we the today just for context it's saturday night we're talking like it's four in the morning, but it's ten o'clock. But we're still on East Coast time. Give us a fucking break. It's one a.m. Um, we got in Star Wars Celebration Thursday. I had an Anthony Daniels photo. No, 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 autograph. It was my first thing of the week at like ten twenty. Doors are at ten, and he was there. He was early. He's like ready to go. Anthony Daniels has been doing this circuit forever he knows the drill super efficient super professional um i was like the fifth person in line and he's an interesting guy like he takes himself his i think he takes himself really seriously but maybe that's part of the joke maybe it's part of the charm i don't know but like for instance like the guy in front of me was getting like six or seven things signed five of them were like vintage Star Wars trading cards. All the cards were in plastic cases or plastic top loader sleeves. And each one had a small cut sticky note on it with arrows pointing where on the card he wanted it signed. Um, Autograph collectors are super, like anything else, like a toy collector. There's, there's particular 
things you want. You want a certain mm-hmm. color, a certain space on the card, whatever. So he sets all the cards down, and Anthony looks at him, and he goes, take those all off. Remove all of that. <laughs> and I'm laughing because, like, this guy, you know, we all have obsessive, you know, we have all, we have OCD about our, our collecting well, habits. Particular, we're all very particular. About we're all very particular. So he's like, take those. So this guy spent probably all morning or whatever, like, labeling where – and and w- for whatever reason, Anthony Daniels is like, no, I'm going to sign your car where the fuck I feel like it. So he's talking to the guy. For some reason, Anthony looks at me. Sorry, Tony. We're on, the, we're, we're on that, we're on that uh, cadence by now. Anthony looks at me and he looks at the other guy and he goes, is this your son? <laughs> and like this guy's might maybe younger than me. <laughs> Definitely like my age, like 30... Mid thirties, late thirties, whatever, yeah. and and the guy kind of laughed and said, "No, no, no." So then I walk up. I'm getting my eight by ten signs, super not particular, like whatever. I just want the thing, and uh, he looks at me and he goes, "By the time you have children, I'll be dead." And I and I I didn't know how to respond. I was just like, "Oh well, I'm almost forty. I don't have kids, so I probably won't." Like the word, like yeah. so lame. The weirdest thing. So lame. And then he's like, hmm. It's probably one of the lines he usually uses, like, he, on people that, yeah. but he hadn't assessed you yet. I don't know how, how he was going to assess me. It was early. Yeah. I don't, that's that an early assessment. So I got my autograph, and, and that was, it was super quick. It was a really great way to start the weekend. And, you know, we, I don't remember what happened after that. It's been a blur. I know that I've, I told Jake today that all three nights, I've been able to stay up. But when I've decided it was time to lay down, I was asleep within 30 seconds. Well, we, Craig, me and you spent a good part of Thursday spending money. Um, we did do that. But I want to, before we get past Anthony Daniels, I do want to say um, there was a weird, uh, something I, didn't, I haven't even told you guys about <gasps> yet, is when I was, when I was uh, in line for the photo op, which he did his... He had like three very distinct like moves that he used to filter people out and it was like a it looked like a ballet. It was like a dance. He yeah. he would like show you where to stand, he would kind of dance into his pose and then he would clap and 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 point you towards Release. the yeah, the the way out. But yeah. somebody who was like three people ahead of me was this kid and he had a hat on. And Anthony Daniels pulled his hat off. Oh. And uh and the kid was like, no, I want to wear my hat. And then the lady taking the picture was like, oh, but your brim, there'll be a shadow. And he looks at Anthony Daniels. How, hold on. How old was this kid? I mean, he looked, well, he wasn't a kid kid. He was, he looked like he was younger than us, but he was probably late 20s, okay. maybe mm-hmm. early 30s. He looked at Anthony Daniels, snatched his hat back out of his hand, put it on, and then he just looked at the camera and smiled. And then Anthony Daniels did like a... Like a cartoony, like eye roll and a smile, and then he went right into his little pose, oh and they took God. the picture. The, the kid didn't want to, you know. He's like, he'd probably set up his Good look, and he was like, kid. "I want to have my hat on." Yeah. And he walked in there, and Anthony Daniels pulled his hat off. Good for that kid. I I would be so mad. 
if anybody I was getting a photo with decided to change my appearance right before the photo. Yeah, like we walk into the Carl Weathers photo Take op. Take your shirt off. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, you're not going to wear that shirt, Mando. Exactly. Like, what? I'm Mando? Yeah, Thank you. Please don't. I think I think he was doing it because it was uh, it was like, hey, your brim might kind of put a shadow over your... I think, it was, I think they were trying to keep the integrity of the photo intact, but the kid was like, no. Okay, hold he on. Just likes to get dominant and like. There's no integrity. There is no integrity in shelling out a hundred and twenty dollars to be, you know, shuffled in and out like a damn factory, like a like a you, like the literally the droid factory from Attack of the Clones. Like you're just like they're just yelling at you, putting whatever. There's no integrity, and if I. If you're paying the money, you should like as long as you're not wearing something like offensive True. or something. Yeah. Like, don't take off my hat. But hey, you say that, you say that, but like, don't you wish the people who were, you know, taking the uh, the pictures of Richard Dreyfus at Spooky Empire? Don't you wish that those people cared a quarter of the amount that these people do? Listen. The, the whoever what, froggy photos froggy photo I still Listen. have a free free photo <laughs> from Patreon? them no this is real oh, okay. what are you talking about I don't even think froggy they exist photo. anymore froggy photo no epic photo ops um and official pics mm-hmm. I mean nothing but praise to to that all yeah it was a great weekend for that um and we still have tomorrow I don't have any photo ops well actually I was supposed I'm supposed to have an Ian Mc Dermond, or the, as the lady McDermott. Ian McDermott <laughs> photo tomorrow, but he's the only person here using the plexiglass. But and it's plexiglass plus social distancing. So from what we've heard and seen, all his photos look yeah kind of bad. You could easily photo. What I'm gonna do is like if the timing works out that I can just do it, and it's yeah. not. I'm gonna still do it. Well, you should. But I think I need to do something funny like. I don't know. Press my face up against the glass or lick it. I don't know. Something weird. Well, don't lick it. I'm not going to lick anything. COVID still exists. Not on. Do like a steamy hand? I'll just be like, do it. Um, Guys, I just, I just love Star Wars. It's been a really, it's just special, man. Like, uh, the Star Wars quote fan community, YouTube community, Twitter, social media, it can be really cynical. And there's a lot like we ju- we we're, we could be really critical of Star Wars. We have been in the past, but like it gets nasty, and it, there's a lot of you know really just gross, inappropriate, uncalled for commentary on Star Wars. But man, when you're here, like, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, when you're here, you see like little kids, and I've actually been delighted by little kids that I see here having such a great time, like in costume and. Oh yeah, there was that one little kid. He was wearing that T-shirt that just said. Fuck Ryan Johnson. That was well, hilarious. I think, well, I don't think they should let kids in, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like... It's heartening. Like, the, it makes, you see generations, like... You see generations, but also, like, you have, you see people doing... The prequel love is insane. There's people who are just obsessed with the books and the High Republic. There's people who are just old school. Like, there's a, a genuine, like... And the thing that's striking me, and I want to... You know, we're, we're, we're only going to go about eight, nine more minutes. This is just a little tease. This is a light conversation just to check in with everybody because we miss you. Um, think about 2017, the last time we were at Celebration. 
everything is about The Last Jedi. They're promoting the new movie. It's about Rey and Kylo and Finn and Poe and Luke and, and that whole thing. Dude, now it's four or five years later, whatever it is, you've got the debut of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I still hasn't even hit me how special that really is. It's a big fucking deal. You've got Mando season three filming. You've got Ahsoka filming. You've got new animated series. You've got the Bad Batch. You've got Tales of the Jedi. You've got the announcements. Andor's coming. You've got uh, the new show, the Jude Law, you know, Stranger Things in Space, Skeleton, skeleton. Crew. I almost keep saying Skeleton Key because that's Stephen King, right? There is a wealth of new Star Wars content, and it's overwhelming. I don't think it, – I think it's really easy to take it for granted. I really do. Like we're – We grew – I mean, you know, we – the three of us saw the original Star Wars when we were kids. That came out before we were born, and it wasn't until – you know, the, when the prequels came out, it was a big deal because I remember being like, what? I was like – I remember being like, they're making more Star – because it felt like a thing that would never happen. And then it was the same way with the sequel trilogy. It was like, whoa, what are they saying? But now it's like the most world building and the and the most, you know, they're they're really expanding the universe in a way that they never have with all the shows and all the different characters that we're following now and it seems crazy. Yeah. I want I want to talk real quickly. Uh last night we did the Star Wars night or uh is that what it's called? Star Wars night? Star Wars. Disneyland. Yeah. Disneyland, Disneyland Star Wars night. Star Wars. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was like Halloween Horror Nights only at Disneyland. And it was Star Wars and way less people. We knocked out a ton of rides. Abby tried to strike up a loose conversation with me in the middle of Peter Pan. What happened, what, what happened there? I don't know. I thought it was a good time to talk. <laughs> I felt chatty. We're, we waited in line. There's it's like Pe- a romantic dark ride. Peter Pan was like the longest line we waited last night. It was like 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it was like 15 minutes. It, it just starts, and she brings something up. It has nothing to do with, st- I don't even remember what it was, but it was so monotonous. It wasn't like a, we need to talk kind of moment, right? No, no, no. It, was it wasn't bad. Ninja. It was basically like, it, it was, the, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was the equivalent of like. Hey, I really oh, like my food. Yeah, or like, no, it was the equivalent of, did you, did you reset our banking password or something? You made me miss the whale. And I was just like, hey. Do we have to have this conversation right now? Like, it's a 40-second ride. Can this wait? Neverland. That oh. cape, which also, for some reason, was the ride that it felt like you wanted to get on more than anything last night. Was you From the moment we got there, you were like, oh, I'm going to get on that Pinocchio ride. No, like, that Peter was, Pan. It was Peter. Peter Pan. Whatever. Right. Same thing. Well, listen. Uh, I loved... Um, I love all the dark rides at Disney. Yeah. Uh, and I'd never been to Disneyland, but as a kid... Like, I was always kind of scared of, like, roller coasters and scared of good rides. I was scared of yeah. King Kong and back, all the good rides. Mm-hmm. But, like, I liked, you know, whatever. Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Peter Pan. Pinocchio and... The safe stuff. It's safe, but the Peter... stuff made for five-year-olds. The Mickey Mouse vanilla waffle. Hold on. Hold on. The Peter Pan ride is not anywhere. It's, like... Five percent as good as the ET ride, but there's a similar concept where you're going over. It's all miniatures. I just loved that when I was a kid. I thought I think I thought they were toys. Look at all those toys down there. It was like play sets. Um, but it was fun. Like 
Peter Pan was great. Abby, we did the Indiana Jones ride for the first time. What was your impressions that was of that? Awesome. Um, it, it was built in a good time, so it has that like kind of older feel with and not like all CG stuff. Um, really enjoyed that ride. Enjoyed seeing uh, the the fake Indiana Jones, like the. <clears throat> Animatronic. animatronic thank you the fake we got the fake animatronic here. indiana jones popping out throughout the ride was a ton of fun um lots of being like whipped around in the in the dark with the wind um i, I had a blast on that it kind of reminded me of the mummy ride a little bit so very similar yeah i'm on the wikipedia so the indiana jones adventure opened in march of 1995 mm-hmm. and a second, nearly identical version of the ride opened called Temple of the Crystal Skull in Japan, but it's unrelated to the film Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. came out seven years before that movie. Wow. Um, I really liked I, – I, I've been getting a little bit more into Indiana Jones than I've – I'm in a Lucasfilm-like mode this week. I'm like, I love Willow. I love Star Wars. Uh, and uh, I watched Raiders recently and I just – I've been just getting more into it. It was never my series, but I'm, I'm – I was really impressed with that ride. I thought it was a lot of fun. And uh, Jake, uh, we got to do uh, Haunted Mansion last night. That was pretty cool. I've always thought Haunted Mansion is is one of the best rides at Disney. I've always really, really loved it. And it, for some reason... We should should have said this, maybe. We we didn't really know what Star Wars Night was. And I never looked into it. I'm going to go grab our food. You you grab the food. My... Um, my understanding of Star Wars Night, because I never looked into it, was I just thought it meant that we got to go to Star Wars, and I knew they, I knew that they were kicking everybody else out, and I thought it was just Galaxy's Edge, and that's it. I thought everything was closed, and it was just all the Star Wars people get to go to Galaxy's Edge, and then as soon as we got there. They put these special wristbands on us. They gave us these special lanyards. And when you I, – I, I, I immediately got super excited about the lanyard. But then I – they handed us a brochure with a map. I look at the map and it's like, oh, no. There are special photo ops at every section of the park. All the rides are staying open until 1 a.m. Every ride, not just Galaxy's Edge, everything. Every other person's getting kicked out of the park. There's uh, Star Wars characters at every single at every single location in the park, and there's just a ton of it. He was on the elevator. With our he family. was on the elevator wow, with the food. Wow, very cool. So I didn't I didn't know that that was a thing. And is there anything that you like more than an exclusive wristband or an exclusive neck? Yeah, it's the best thing ever. So so we got to, and I mean, it was all Star Wars people. It made the lines, uh, you know, some of the lines for the, like the Star Wars photo ops were kind of big and we didn't do any of those, but all the rides were no, no wait. I, I wasn't expecting that we were going to get to do, you know, Jungle Cruise and yeah. Indiana Jones and we got to do all that stuff. And hey, also like Ewan McGregor was there and uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. They were all just walking around doing Disney World with a bunch of the, you know, biggest nerds on the planet. And it was a super, super fun night. There was brand new merch that was unveiled and put out for the first time yesterday. And 
that feels like a special thing to be able to be there for. We bought some of it. Um, yeah, last night was amazing. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into more detail. I think we're going to do a more full trip rundown uh, on toy anxiety this week. Um, and by the way, we've run into a lot of YHS listeners and viewers, and everybody's been so uh, kind and and very. Uh, uh, it's been awesome to meet you guys, and and we appreciate you coming up and and saying all the nice things that you're saying. Um, so I just wanted to say that. It's awesome. I love meeting people. We've met patrons. Like, it's really, really cool. Like, um, we we work really hard. <laughs> we do. Like, I'm just saying, we work really hard to do this stuff. Like, right now it's 1030 on a Saturday night. We're all on fumes, and we wanted to talk to you guys. We love you guys. Um, I think we should maybe save a lot of, like, the detail, detail, juicy yeah. details for next week. But we do have to say this. Mm-hmm. Late breaking news. Um we have not been to the Los Angeles area for three years. It's been since Ghostbusters Fan Fest 2019. We were super excited to come back this week, and we can announce that we are officially coming back to Los Angeles next week. Yeah. <laughs> a, literally a week from now uh, for the Ghostbusters Ecto Fest, the special Ghostbusters Day screening um and announcement that's gonna it's a very limited event we're super excited to be invited out we can't thank ghost core enough for uh for thinking of us and and having us out there um we were going our original plan was to do a live stream on ghostbusters day um that's probably not going to happen now we've done that traditionally the last couple years but we're going to be on the sony lot for this event but we are going to have a lot of coverage of it maybe we'll still do some live streaming youtube and things like that but so just kind of keep that in mind that um our schedule is going to be a little bit all over the place as far as our our content schedule we're going to get everything out in a timely manner um but we might be shuffling days here and there because uh june 8th uh which is 10 days from now we're going to be back here in la uh covering ecto fest and let's just close on this round table special announcement jason reitman gil keenan and a screening of ghostbusters afterlife um, I'm, we're gonna have, we're get a lot of miles racked up on this movie, <laughs> flying all over. Uh, yep. Abigail, what do you think this announcement's gonna be? Something about the next movie. It's got to be like that. Realistically, uh, it, I think it might be too hopeful to say there's some footage to see, but I'm hoping. Well, they've done it before. Yeah, it's it's what's gonna happen. I just I know it. In my gut. We're we're gonna get some some good information. Okay, Jake. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe a little more info on next movie, but maybe also like a Netflix series or something. I feel like there's got to be more. The news has already been broken that, you know, it's a, it's a green light on a new film. So I don't think that they would have such a small kind of limited cool event on the Sony grounds, invite us out, and then just be something we already know. I, there's going to be some... There's going to be a little snack in there for us somewhere. I don't know what it is, but hey, also, other than the people who've worked on this movie, I feel like we have, are we just trying to see this movie in every city we can? I, I, I don't know. It's just, we, yeah, it's we crazy. The furthest. Um, we're about to eat dinner, guys. It's very exciting. Uh, go ahead. Get, start digging in. I'll, I'll wrap this up. I um, I firmly believe whatever the, the announcement's going to be is concerning the next movie. Um, you know, obviously Gil and Jason wrote the first one, um, and Jason directed, 
I have this sneaking suspicion that they're going to announce that Jason is going to take a producing role and that Gil Keenan is going to be directing this movie. That is not inside information. God knows that I don't have that. Um, But there's just something something tells me that for Jason, if he's going to be taking over for Ivan and kind of shepherding Ghost Corps into the next next phase, that he's going to have to have more of an architectural role in developing all sorts of different projects. And uh, I don't know. He might not want to direct another Ghostbusters movie. It, I think that first one really took a lot out of him. But I'm just excited that, he, that, that Jason's still on board because if that team is making Ghostbusters films, at a minimum, we're going to get good movies, right? And that's what we want. We want good Ghostbusters movies. So uh, more on that. Uh, we'll we'll have all the coverage and follow us on social media. We'll we'll be at the event tweeting and posting and, and it's going to be great. But um, what we'll do is we're going to catch up a little bit later this week with more coverage from Celebration. Jake, do you have a final thought? No, it's just all been over. I don't know why I said no and then just started talking. Yeah, it's been super overwhelming and it's not over. And oh, it's just been fun to relate it to you guys and i'm excited to get we we've been doing a lot of video footage and i'm really excited to see the video we get put together at the end of this abigail what are you about to eat uh pesto pasta double p so excited she got the pp all right so thank you guys so much uh we appreciate you tuning in for this update we got one more day of celebration tomorrow we're going to attempt to knock out uh, a couple things and exhibits that we haven't been able to get to yet. And, uh, yeah, we'll have more later in the week. So for Abigail, Jacob Walsh, and myself, uh, we will see you on uh, probably Friday. Because we're going to have to cover these Obi-Wan episodes. Uh, spoiler alert, you McGregor friggin' rules. Uh, all right, guys, we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Are you Gaga over Godzilla? Cuckoo for Kong? Maybe you're a Mothra maniac. If so, then there's a podcast just for you. From the creators of Yes Have Some and Toy Anxiety comes a show that's been described as being as fun as a trip to world children's land and as informative as a Dr. Yamani lecture. It's YHS on Monster Island. Join the intrepid duo of Daikaiju devotees, the tattooed titan of tokusatsu, Jacob Walsh, and acclaimed science fiction author, Jay Key, as they discuss all facets of the kaiju landscape. From films to fandom, television to toys. It will make you laugh. It will make you cry. It will make you love this rubber-suited theater of the absurd that is the giant monster genre. So fire up that Mazer cannon, fill up the Moonlight SY3, and mind the spine gap. Then head on over to YHS on Monster Island. Video feed available on YouTube on the Yes Have Some channel and available on all major podcast services.